0: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up.
1: what do you got? I can't get enough of Bad Bunny. So yesterday I told you guys that he's dropping a new album. But we just found out that he's also going to be a superhero in a new Marvel movie.
0: Yeah, I heard.
1: El Muerto, which is a standalone Marvel movie for Sony Pictures. El Muerto is linked to the Spider-Man comics and it debuted in 20, uh, 2006. My graduation year, just throwing it out there. It is scheduled to be released January 12, 2024. I'm a huge Marvel person. I'm a huge Bad Bunny person. I'm all about Latinos being superheroes, so I am all for this one. Uh, I am too.
0: I think it's cool. Like, we've talked about this a lot over the years. There's not, uh, you know, I know they did uh, the Spider Man. uh, What was the character's name? Miles Morales, Mm -hmm. right? They did that. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Um, But there hasn't been a ton of Latino. superhero characters which is kind of cool that there is one now or going to be more i guess so i and heard john ireland is earlier that was interesting
2: i heard ireland earlier say he goes so he didn't realize bad bunny yeah, was because latino i didn't know yet. bad bunny was latino yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and i thought and well, I, i'm
0: a, i can't believe none of them could guess that uh, i mean briona's new obviously but that they didn't know where he was from they literally named a bunch of different countries and it was
1: like you know where he's from right cap No nope,
2: i don't I where's he from
1: Puerto Rico.
2: Oh, see. Boricua.
1: It's un Buricua.
2: Yeah, it's pretty funny, though, because um, when Ireland said it, I was like, well, I only know that Bad Bunny is Latino because Laura has told me a bunch of times. Other than that, so I wait, wouldn't have you even So wait, if
0: you would have seen him in those Corona commercials with Oh,
2: Snoop I didn't even Dull. know that was him. What, you, you're talking about the ones with Snoop? Yes. Yeah, I was like, who's that dude?
1: Conejito Malo.
2: Yeah, I didn't know who it was.
1: <laughs> he literally says... Bad what's bunny?
2: He, what's, he yeah, it. but but at the time at the time I was like I thought that was Snoop trying to say something cool like you know when Snoop will call somebody like nephew I thought Bad Bunny was like a really cool Snoop term like Yo what's up Bad Bunny and I was like, like a okay term
0: of endearment <laughs> yeah like
2: I'm gonna start using that like <laughs> wow. what's up my Bad Bunny
0: no no <laughs> so stupid. No. That's true
2: so true so I didn't know
0: I although completely plausible I would yeah say. yeah that fair.
4: Uh Yeah, that sounds like something you do, Cap. That's a Capism for sure.
2: Well, it just was funny that Ireland said the same thing today. I was like, wow. Now, I actually laughed at him. Right, but here's
0: the thing. Ireland totally embraces where he's at at this stage of his life as yeah. far as his age. You, on the other hand, do not.
2: You don't think? I mean, here I am. I'm telling you straight up. Like, I thought bad bunny right, was but, a term of endearment, not uh, right, a real then, guy.
0: But then you want to be like, no, I'm young. I am young. See?
2: I'm very young. Active, contemporary.
0: I mean, active. We'll give you that.
2: Caught up to speed on all the pop culture stuff. That's me.
0: No, no, definitely not on any of that.
2: I don't know. I, I think. I that, bet, did you hear I, about I, Bad Bunny's Lindsay got a, gave a new you movie? a
0: Pop culture quiz that she just literally found on the internet. How 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 do you think you'd do?
2: Um, depends if, if, if the category is 1985 to 1990, no, current, no, 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 no.
0: current oh. pop current culture, pop culture, oh. um, I'll actually even give you anything pa- like 2000 and beyond. How about that? Kay. I'll give you All the last right. 20 years.
2: I think I'll get a C minus.
0: So what on would this that be? I think we should like try a, this. Like a 65, yeah, 70% go look for something. Let's okay. do that in the next hour. Okay.
2: All right. Let me know what you got. Lens. I'll do my best. Now that I know that bad Bunny's a real guy. Yeah. Not just something that Snoop. That's calls not going to be on the test though. You don't think? Where is Bad Bunny from?
0: Yeah, I think we're past that one. Mm. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, so look, man. Just to wrap up the Lakers conversation, because I do want to get to this Raiders thing. It's, it's not that hard to be a competent franchise. Just you got to trust. Now, this is the problem, I think, with the Lakers. You've got to trust people.
2: Okay. Right? Who, who who doesn't trust who?
0: It's not that who doesn't trust who. It's that their circle is too small. It's what I've been telling you. you got to bring in more smart people. And you got to trust that they're willing to do the job. And you can't have the insecurities, perhaps, of some people out there being like, oh, maybe that person is better at this job than me. No, no, no. You can't have that. There's You've delineated a leader in that front office. It's clearly Rob Palenka hire some people to help rob palinka that's it like he it's not a job for a small group in the nba anymore you can't just have a you can't have you can't be the most glamour franchise in the sport and have some of the smallest front offices in the sport like that doesn't work anymore in 2022
2: Listen, if you compared the front office of the Lakers to the Rams, and I'm not about to tell you that the body count is the same. in no, of course. It's in football, football versus basketball. Versus basketball totally. right. right. Yeah, yeah but, yeah. but really, when you think about it, you know, you have your head coach who has an opinion, your general manager, your assistant general manager. You've got position coaches that all break down film and study and, and look for, for the next round of talent. You've got area scouts, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you, when you watch the Rams – as an example, or any NFL team really for that matter, in the war room this week with the draft, you'd be like, who are all these people? Well, guess what? They've all done their homework to help create a, a, an organizational opinion about who's the best talent. The, the Lakers, listen, I know we've argued about this time and time again. They, they let LeBron, and in some ways we lump AD with him, they let LeBron have too much of an opinion. Rather than pushing back. Fair. On, on this Russell Westbrook hair. thing, yeah. Yes. rather than pushing back and saying, LeBron, listen, we love hey, you, man. Hey, Russell Westbrook, bad idea. Don't think it's a good idea. And Correct. let me explain why I think it's a bad idea. But you know Correct. what it is? Then LeBron looks over at Palenka and he goes, Yeah, but you know what, man? You were just an agent. You were a guy negotiating deals. You don't really know basketball. I know basketball, not you. But and this Jeannie, is
0: exactly why you need more people in the room.
2: I concur with you. I've, listen, you brought this up many months, well, probably a few weeks ago. And it's, and it's a really good point which is there needs to be more opinions with more people who are, who are really, really knowledgeable. And by the way, have a set of uh, guts to actually be able to say, I'm not going to be intimidated by you. I'm going to tell you what I think is best for our team and our franchise, not what you want. They need to do that quickly because, George, we talk about last year, going from roster to roster, and all you've got are three or four guys from one year to the next year, and now you've got to fill in 10 or 12 guys on the roster? Nope,
0: nope. can't they, do that.
2: they gotta, They got to figure out who's going to be on this team, because if you keep changing you, 10 or 12 guys every year, the results are probably going to be the same, because LeBron's just getting older, and Anthony Davis can't stay healthy.
0: You, you know, you know who, who does that, like changes like that, like wholesale as much like that? Like bad teams generally do that.
2: Right. Teams that are like, we're desperate, so let's just change everything. I mean, you could probably look, I'm just giving an example. You could probably look at the Boston Celtics right now and go, if there are thirteen or fourteen guys on their roster, eight or nine of them are gonna be back next year. Like we already know, I'm I'm using this as an example, but we know that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Al Horford, these guys are gonna be back next year.
0: Yeah, teams change on the on the on the boundaries, on the fringes, let's call it but for the most, I mean, that happens a lot and you know, there's 15 guys and we've had expanded rosters because of COVID or whatnot. Um, So they've even had 17 or 18 or whatever, even in certain cases, but generally speaking, your core rotation, you try to keep those six, seven guys intact. Like if you're a winning organization, now I'm not saying you can't make a change here or there. If you make a trade for better or worse or whatever, but man, the entire planet kind of, at the same time, collectively, was like, yo, Russell Westbrook, really? Like, that was kind of the reaction. And some people, including myself at least for a few games, bought into it, like, "Yeah, I guess, all right, you talked me into it. And then very quickly, we were like, oh, no, 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 no.
2: no!" <laughs> well, I will say this. The fan base, I remember when Russell Westbrook, when the deal was announced for the Lakers, you would have thought that that it was an automatic home run don't even bother with the regular season. Just put the Lakers in the finals. Like, there was a celebration amongst Lakers No, Laker but it fans. wasn't just
0: the fan base. A lot, of, I mean, the, a lot of people in the media did that. We're like, oh, Nets and Lakers, here we go.
2: Yep. And, and it is, th- this is why I loved what happened to the Nets, because I know there's a national conversation going on right now about who was the bigger disappointment this year, the Nets or the Lakers. I would argue the Nets are the bigger disappointment, because yes. at least if nothing else, if I'm a Lakers fan, I can look at it and go, you know, LeBron got hurt, missed a bunch of games, AD has proven that he can't stay healthy, so he missed a bunch of games. The Westbrook thing didn't exactly out, work out, and he played in most every game. Um, fired their coach at the end of the year. Like, There's a million things that went wrong with the Lakers. With the Nets, they actually made it to the play-in and then made it in. And, and,
0: and most of theirs was self-inflicted.
2: And then got swept by Boston, right. which was a thing of beauty.
0: The only thing that was not self-inflicted was KD's injury where he missed the 20 games. But mm-hmm. I, I, everything else... They they can look inward at that. You know what I, I mean? Like I, they, certain- they they jettison now they jettison James Harden, um, which I mean I don't know, may end up being the right move. I don't know. We'll see. But it, it, it the whole thing was a nightmare for them. So I'm with I, you. I if do, I had I, to I pick love which hearing- one was worse, it's yeah. the Nets.
2: Yeah. I agree. And and I love hearing the NBA analysts, the big name guys, uh Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith, these kinds of characters, um, uh Reggie Miller, I love hearing these guys go off on guys like Kyrie and KD and Ben Simmons, guys who are often treated with a whole bunch of, like, reservation. I don't want to say that about him. He's a big star. These guys have gone off on these names, and I, for one, am all for it.
0: I mean, that's not new, though.
2: No, but they're being vicious. This I mean, year Catholic, compared do you to you years past. When
0: LeBron left Cleveland. I mean, that was not, that nothing was more vicious than that. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I'm like Ben Simmons I mean, when he left. Guys were literally like like destroying him.
2: Yeah, but when Ben Simmons even, left especially Philadelphia, especially all
0: those old guys.
2: Yeah, but but listen, when Ben Simmons left Philadelphia, there were a lot of people that were like you know you shouldn't really say that about him. Well, because, I'll tell you this because Ben you know,
0: Simmons he, has had a back thing. I've told you. I mean, I, they you know people can say what they want. I actually blamed the team yesterday because I don't think the Nets. I mean, let me ask you that. Forget about the name Ben Simmons for a second, okay? If I would tell you, just player X, his name is Scott Kaplan, okay?
2: Good player, good ball player.
0: Yeah, Scott Kaplan has not played since June of last year, 10 months, okay? And I'm telling you, Scott Kaplan has had all sorts of health issues, some of them maybe mental health issues as well, like clearly has had mental issues as well. But if I just told you, forget about that. If I just told you Scott Kaplan hasn't played in 10 months and I'm going to insert him into game four, an elimination game in the NBA playoffs, you think that's the right place to insert him?
2: I've been saying to you for weeks, what do you think they're going to get from him? I mean, I never thought they were going to get anything out of him anyway. And I kept saying, I don't know. Right, <laughs> but, what I, but I do love Charles Barkley coming out and saying, yeah, your back is hurt when you're always sitting around on the bench. Like, I like that. That's yeah, vicious. I, I like I, it.
0: Right. I also think Charles is not as informed. I do think that, again, having covered a lot of Sixers games in my life uh, with – You mean Jordan where they gave you the
2: soft pretzel when you walked in?
0: No, he did not. But the um, – you know, Ben has had a lot of back injuries in his issue in his life.
2: A lot. Well, well, listen, all I'm saying is this, is that there is a national conversation going on today about which team had the bigger disaster of a season. It's the Nets. The Lakers and oh, the, the Nets. And, and I I'm think off, that's I'm, the only yeah. thing the
0: Lakers have going for them right now.
2: <laughs> We're not the worst.
0: Yeah, it was the, the worst. biggest disaster in my yeah. estimation. Maybe right. I'm wrong. Maybe the audience thinks differently. 877-710-ESPN. Uh, speaking of uh, disaster, can the Raiders not just enjoy people giving them credit? Did they have to potentially find a way to drive their fan base insane. We'll tell you what it's all about in about two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments
2: this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet
5: today. What a play!
3: Must be twenty one plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
5: Yes, indeed. Live imaging Tuesday. Sodano and Cap. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah.
0: We are family.
5: That's right. Eh. I mean,
0: mean sometimes eh. we fight around here, but that's what fight. families the do. The homish
5: mishpocha. Darn right. On it all yeah. disco Tuesday. It's also National Help a Horse Day. What? Oh, really? Cap, this is your day. Yeah. Cap, you just, you know, sometimes you just need a helping hand. Help a horse. Why not help
2: a horse? Give a horse a hand. Why don't you? Exactly right.
0: Bring back Stable Wars.
2: Dude, Stable Wars was an amazing reality show. Everybody should watch it.
0: (laughs) Is it on YouTube? Can I find Mm -hmm. it?
2: If you go onto YouTube and you search Stable Wars, you might find like a trailer.
5: Sounds exciting. We're about 15 minutes away from Radio Tinder, and the question that all of social media is wondering after yesterday's outburst by producer Lindsey about the Hill Street Blues theme is what theme song, TV classic, will we use? And will producer Lindsey be upset? Yes or no? Well, I mean, inquiring probably, minds, are all waiting to find yeah. out. I can tell you that I right
4: wouldn't. Now. I wouldn't consider it an outburst. I just think it's not fitting. Like, I don't even know what the song is for, but I mean, I guess if that's the bit, then that's sure. That's the bit. See, I was excited right, cool. today to
5: see producer Lindsay. It's been like two weeks since we saw her, and she completely walked by me in the hallway. Didn't say a word. Really? Wow. Didn't even look what at, at you. What are you talking about? It? Put he, her he hand up. Said
4: hello to talk to you. What are you don't talking even, about? do want to now look at you. Now you're just telling lies.
5: I mean, Ooh. He's a For a
4: good five minutes. Showed you pictures from my trip.
5: She did show me pictures. That so, was no, nice. So but,
4: you know, I mean, I so know. did she talk to you? Or did she not talk? No.
5: To you? At first, she blew me off in the hallway. Just walked oh. right by me. Mm-hmm. Talked to the hand?
4: No, I don't. I don't recall ever seeing him in the hallway because I don't had, recall. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not see him in the hallway. He, he, How he, can <laughs> you miss me? I mean, you. Well, I, I, I would have seen you. Say that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My point. In the
2: meantime, she showed you pictures from her trip, which is lovely, and it's a wonderful thing to do. But if it were me, I'd be like, Lindsay, I already saw these pictures. I was stalking you on Instagram. I, right, I don't you need you to. But
4: you wouldn't know because I didn't post them on Instagram, Cap. So. Oh, really?
2: Oh, what cow, about those man. nice pictures that you posted of you in the bar God, in Orlando? You're such a
4: weirdo. What do you mean? I did post one, one, one or two photos from, you know, I was gone for about a week. So, you know. Right. Here's
0: and and the by thing. the way, just because she posts a couple on Instagram doesn't mean it's the ones she showed Chris.
2: Well, I'm just saying that if she would have said to me, hey, you want to see some pictures from my trip? I'd be like, what are you talking about? I saw pictures from your trip. You
5: posted them. No, but see, Cap, that's not how this goes with social media. Here's the thing. How's it going? Tell me. If somebody says to you, hey, by the way, I was in Orlando all week for Walt Disney, you could say, oh, yeah, I saw something about that on on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You don't say to somebody first, oh, you were in Walt Disney World last week. I saw everything on Instagram. That seems creepy. You let them begin the engagement. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're right. Is he?
4: I mean I also literally posted three f- pictures.
5: <laughs> they were lovely. It. You and Laura? your family? So, you know. It was nice.
2: You in the bar? Do
4: I like, do like It was the cantina actually. It's the uh, Star Wars cantina. Okay. Different than a bar. Star you know.
2: Wars. Yeah. That's,
5: that's that's not how it goes. It's
2: yeah. not. Cantina's different than a bar, really?
4: Well, it's, I mean, it's. Not, I wasn't hanging out at the bar. It It's a cantina inside of Disney World yeah. where the whole point of it is, like, it's the themed as Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Not like, oh, like, oh yeah, too. yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Well, I really liked your pictures, Lindsay. I thought your trip looked great. and Your family looked awesome.
5: And it looked like Aunt Lynn's really put on quite a show. At Lindsay Baseball on Instagram or Twitter.
4: It was a good time. I had a lot of fun especially at the cantina man but that stuff it's like hard to get into you know
5: the cantina? oh yeah
0: because everybody wants to take pictures at the cantina and have a drink well right. the
5: cantina band was big in uh back in the day remember
4: it was but they had dj rex spinning at the oh, cantina dj
5: rex just yeah. tears it up dude
4: he's, he's a droid if <clears throat> which i'm sure you probably didn't know that cap no i thought dj rex was <laughs> a guy dj rex is a, like a droid person. who's oh, in one right. of the movies so oh, he's not a guy he's not a real dude <laughs> a real
2: no. not a real guy with like one headphone on one ear while he's leaning on his shoulder he and he's kind of spinning he's it a up
4: droid
0: yeah
2: oh he's
4: a robot yeah.
2: got
0: it I would totally love to do that. Like, I know Marcellus Wiley did that. He was, like, a DJ for a minute. He or maybe, was. He might still be.
5: That dude. That
2: dude. That's
0: right. He was that dude. DJ that dude. Yeah.
5: So so uh, get this, Cap, since we're always teasing you about Mama, ma, 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 my show. Yeah. No. Keyshawn posted a picture over the weekend from Marcellus' wife's birthday. Oh,
2: Keyshawn did or you
5: did? Keyshawn did. No, it
0: was actually Keyshawn. No,
5: mm-hmm. it was me. But nevertheless,
0: he <laughs> <laughs> sends it to me
5: and says, hey, post. <laughs> 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 hey, would you mind posting this? No, it's like, hey, post. So Marcellus now. is is
0: is is alive, is what you're saying?
5: Yes, but here's the thing: in that picture, it was mm-hmm. Keyshawn, and then Marcellus, and then and his K-Dub. old co-host K Dove, yeah. Kelvin Washington. Yeah, and you know, Sedana was like, oh, Keyshawn's posting pictures. What's going on? Because you know, I mean, Marcellus and Kelvin had a nice run here too in oh, this listen, in this day I- part.
0: I would love for Marcellus and Kelvin to come back. You know, if you can give me like 7 to 10 in the morning where I don't have to wake up that early, I'm good with that.
5: Oh, now going after Key Slot. <laughs> I like it.
2: No, I like it too, George. Actually, that would work out well for me. Uh, you know, it would be a nice little change of pace. I'd love to do mornings again, and then this way we're done. No, but know, not and...
0: like 6, bro. That no, nice. no,
2: no. No, 7 a.m. is nice. And, yeah. I, and I think we could argue that, that driving patterns have changed in the last two years. So there's uh-huh. no reason to be on at 5 or, or 6 in the morning anymore. 7 a.m. You're, That's a reasonable I'm amount am completely
5: incorrect on that.
2: Am I? No. Well, yeah. I'm just trying to argue it. That's what I it.
5: understand. Yeah.
2: I'm not saying I'm right.
0: I'm saying I mean, that would come be on, Chris, you'd love to be back on in the morning.
5: If we had a morning show, this crew and, and me every day, and we do, doing some wacky bits every morning, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty interesting. The fun, fun and
0: frivolity. And then how would Mason feel about it then?
5: But we'd have to call it Sedano in the morning sound machine. <laughs> the morning sound machine. <laughs> the mor Sedano and the morning
0: sound machine. I like that.
5: I gotta be honest, and this isn't I'm not trying to start a fight here, but I don't know if producer Lindsay and producer Laura are really morning drive people. Oh what?
4: my. I am not. And I know that Sedano, you're not Sedano. you're not really a morning guy. Oh, he yourself. used to be so
0: grumpy. Yeah. Right, but I, I think I think seven is the is the difference there, the delineation.
4: I've been there, done that. I did the five a.m. shift. Oh yeah. No, five is too early. Yeah, I've been. I there. used to six
2: do a I used to do a five a.m. to nine a.m. morning show. Yeah. And and five a.m. was way too early to be on the air. So from five to six, we would do our show meeting on the air. Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. Because we just figured that the owner of the station wasn't up listening. At one yeah, point, it got so ridiculous. Between five and six a.m., we did a bit called "Who's Up and Why." Yeah. And we would have people call in to explain why they're up and where they are and what they're doing. And my favorite one of all time was this guy who calls and he goes, well, I'm up because I'm a thief. And uh-huh. I'm like, what do you mean you're a thief? And he's like, well, tonight I've stolen a guy's wallet from a bar and I broke into somebody's car and took a bunch of money out of their car. That's like, hilarious. This guy's a thief, professional yeah. thief, works like, through the night.
5: Yeah, That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Did you do a $25,000 pyramid right after that bit?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I did a $100,000 pyramid and it was a monster hit. Huge <laughs> success. <laughs> what happened Monster with success! The,
0: the pyramid. Capital, oh God! So here's he was what so
2: Fired up. So so here's what happened last yeah. week when Mason and Ireland were and by doing. By the way, their...
0: we'll get to the Raider thing. Yeah, right. yeah we'll get to it.
2: When that. they were doing their three-hour commercial-free extravaganza, yeah. I want to do a game called Pyramid. And so, rather than us trying to experiment with it, I thought, you know what? Let's have Mason and Ireland experiment with it. And it was. A rousing success. Mason in Ireland, DeMarco Farr, <laughs> that's everybody a stretch. loved that's it. A stretch. Everybody loved it. But but you know, have you guys seen the video on Twitter stretch. that went viral last week where the guy is sitting at a baseball game and he dips the hot dog in the beer? Have you guys seen that video?
1: Disgusting. I saw it yesterday. Yeah, that's nasty. Okay. And Janice tried it yesterday. Gross. Right. So so oh, I saw
0: Janice it. do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah so right it's babe. one of those things where when everybody sees that on social media, rather than thinking to themselves, you know. The hot dog and the beer, it's all going into the same place and it's mixing down in your stomach anyway. So the guy who takes the hot dog and dips it in the beer and then eats it, immediately the Twitter mob comes out and everybody tells you how gross it is, how disgusting it is. He should have his season tickets revoked, blah, blah, blah. Or in this case, George, blasé, blasé. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what happened here is I, I did my pyramid game that I wanted to do and everybody just ragged on it because that's what they were planning on doing anyway, like the hot dog beer guy.
5: That's what happened. But this wasn't the social media mob. This was literally the people you were doing the show with.
2: No, no, no. This was you and Laura. Ireland, Mason, and DeMarco were all like, yeah, I kind of really like that as a matter of fact. No, they did not. Yeah, really.
5: They had been on fumes. They had done three hours and 20 minutes nonstop, and you were offering to fill the last 15 minutes. And it was really good. And I'm not saying it wasn't. What did we all say, Cap? Do the bits with the Mason Irwin are the games. They do the games. We don't right. need to steal their bits. Not stealing yeah. their bits.
0: Not Although
5: stealing Cap their bits. Although is bitch.
0: alleging that Mason heard us talking about TikTok the other day and all of a sudden they got a TikTok.
2: Right, that's true.
4: That's well Mason true. Mason did have a TikTok like you know, two years ago. He did, yeah. Like pre pandemic with Ramona. Hmm. But oh, then he was go. Then he was just like, ah, I don't really, I'm not really into it. I don't really like TikTok. And he won't be into this either. Yeah, he'll, he'll like get bored with it. It's too much. I, I wish like I
2: was into work. TikTok. Like, my kids make all these TikToks, and I look at their TikToks, and I go, gosh, that seems really complicated. I mean, yeah, how I would I, I possibly do that? Do yours
0: for you know what, yeah. Cap? Yeah. You know what I've got for you? Tell me. Have you noticed there's a new emoji? No, tell me. iPhone. Love no. the new emojis. I'm going to send it to you right now. Okay. Hold on. I
2: want to see the new emoji.
0: I'll send it to you. Put it in the group. I need to see this. I, I'm gonna put it in the okay, group. Put it in
5: the group. There's a
1: few of them. Really? They're awesome. Yeah. Where do yeah. I
2: find the new emojis? Well,
0: here
1: there
5: it is. Them.
0: It's right, just for oh, you. Oh, yeah.
2: hell the to point. the yeah!
0: The point. Oh, that is wow. my new
2: emoji. I'm gonna be using that all the time.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for those that don't know what the hell we're talking about, if you look at all our promotional pictures, it's Kaplan doing this funky point, and so there's now a point emoji.
2: Well, a couple weeks ago, Chris and I were at Black Gold Golf Course, and we were there kind of. Chris, you ready? <clears throat> pressing the flesh? Yes, pressing like the Yes, I like how
0: Chris just did the black point because he <laughs> tweets his key shot. Right. Very nicely done. I guess
4: I need to update my phone because I'm just getting a question mark. Yes, yes. The if you have not updated
1: yeah, your you phone, update you don't have, have the
4: avoid new emojis. That as
5: long as I don't know
2: possible. how I updated my phone. I didn't do it. Rachel they did, did by it. Rachel.
5: Scott, you need to update your phone. Scott, if I don't see those new emojis, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> you've lost a girlfriend and you've what?
0: lost an accountant <laughs> <laughs> no, that would never league. get old i right. swear to god
2: i uh so i gotta say that chris and i were down at black gold golf course and we took a group photo probably about 20 people or so yes mm-hmm. and i said to everybody it's time to break out oh, the i point. saw it with travis and, right? oh yeah and yeah. Travis and Kirk Morrison and yeah. Chris and all the, the new guys who are at the station, you know, the good yeah. karma guys yeah. and client and everybody pointing. You know what? There's a, a certain feeling you get when you point. Yeah. It just feels good. Yeah. Does you know, it? Like, Yeah, because it's like this. Your point kind of goes like this. If you don't say anything with it, you point and then everybody knows what you're saying is, what's up? You know, that kind of thing.
5: Uh-huh. Right. Yeah.
2: I guess you guys don't quite get the same emotion no. that I get.
0: No, no, no. probably not.
2: Like I'm in the house kind of thing, you
0: know? Yeah. Hey, nope. speaking of in the house, yeah. Um, so Raider fans all excited a couple of weeks ago, as they should, right, with Devontae Adams.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now there's this rumor the Packers are trying to trade for uh, Darren Waller. How does that even make sense? I know Derek Carr since shot it down like that'll never happen. But, listen, I'm a big believer and Scott, you've been around the NFL a long time. This stuff, where there's smoke, there's fire, man.
2: Yeah, but isn't it kind of weird that the Packers are – the way it's been put out, the Packers have an interest in trading for Darren Waller yeah. rather than, like, the Raiders have an interest in trading this particular player. Well, they also
0: player. have to pay him. They also have to pay him.
2: Yeah, you know the thing about Waller is, is that if I'm the, the Raiders and I've just gotten Devontae Adams and I'm trying to do everything I can to make Derek Carr like a really successful NFL quarterback who's been there for 10 years and has, like, two playoff appearances, um, the one thing I'm doing is I'm not trading away Top-level talent, specifically at the skill positions, and Darren Waller's entire career essentially has been rehabbed. I'm putting that in quotes because I know he's got a whole background with some, you know, alcohol drug issues. But his career itself has been rehabilitated by the Raiders themselves. I don't know why they would ever make a move like this, unless it were all salary cap related. But you just got Devontae Adams. This is not the time to be getting getting rid of Waller. So yeah, I, I'm I, I, personally not buying it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. It makes no sense in the world. And I mean, but again, when you have a new regime, can you really rule anything out?
2: Actually, that's a pretty solid point. You know, you wonder if a guy like Josh McDaniels is like, you know, he's a good player and I get it, but he's not the kind of guy for my system. So let's see if we can't get something for him. But again, as, as I mean, good Gronk, as he is,
0: so I don't know why he wouldn't be for his system. But you know, you never know, right? Exactly. Yeah.
2: I just think it'd be a bad move for the Raiders. I mean, there's a little bit of excitement about the Raiders, and I think it's all because of the Devonte Adams move, yeah. trading away your best tight end, really one of the best tight ends in football. Yeah, I don't, it I don't make, think it's a good idea.
0: Doesn't does make a lot of sense in my estimation. I don't know even know where the hell this this is coming from. And to your point, it, it does seem like a Packer initiated thing. But if you're the Raiders, you you can't be doing this. Like you're you you finally have got. Derek Carr a you know a full complement of weapons like now you're going to trade one of them that doesn't make any sense
2: yeah and I thought if you saw what Carr said he said something to the effect of um hey look you know they traded my best friend uh talking about Khalil Mack and he's like I I I readjusted my contract so that we can have guys like this so
0: yeah all right we're going to readjust here we're back in two minutes for Radio Tinder
3: this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza the number one pick in Detroit style pizza why it's simple
5: Yes, indeed. A live imaging Tuesday on Sedano and Cap. Oh yeah, around five thirty in the afternoon. You know what we do? It's time for producer Lindsay's segment, Radio Tinder. Now we usually do the Hill Street Blues theme song, but yesterday, Lindsay had all this shade about Hill Street Blues, so we took to Twitter, and we landed at Barney Miller. How about that, producer <laughs> Lindsay? I mean,
4: I wouldn't call it shade. I was just stating a fact that I don't think it fits the segment because I have no idea what it is. And then Beto like completely unleashed.
5: He did. So, and then you unleashed as well. What
4: did he
2: unleash? What, by, by unleashing, because Beto what do you mean? was
4: like, nobody knows what the Hill Street Blues is. What is that? And I said, exactly. What is the Hill Street Blues? Like I wasn't even thought of when that show came out.
5: Mm-hmm. But I now see, Barney, Barney Miller. Miller moves a little bit though.
4: And so somebody tweeted at us, I guess, and suggested this. Got I don't good know. Trombone.
0: No idea what this is. Well, you, you
2: don't know Barney Miller? In your no, Barney Miller. No. What is Barney Miller? Barney Miller was a sitcom, I want to say, probably comedic, in the late 70s. Uh, a
0: comedic uh, cop show as opposed to the serious drama that uh, Hill Street Blues was. Right. So Barney Miller, now you can laugh, you're going to
4: laugh at me, but is he the same guy that was in like that and- Andy uh, Griffith show? No. Wasn't there a cop named Barney in that show? That's Barney yeah. Fife. Okay. Yeah, Barney yeah, Fife, Fife, different
5: guy. Uh, different, another. <laughs> different deputy. Just saying. Radio Tinder is presented by our new sponsor, Tequila Mandela. Yes. Always swipe right on Tequila Mondalo. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram, at Lindsey Baseball. Take it away, Producer Lindsay.
4: All right, so this past weekend, unhappy Cincinnati Reds fans brought their message into Great American Ballpark, wearing T-shirts, holding signs, dropping grocery bags over their heads, and even flying a banner over the stadium, calling for owner Bob Castellini. To sell the team because we all mm-hmm. know the fans there are just
0: miserable with the ownership. Well, and he also called them out not oh, that yeah. long ago. He we basically haven't... said, if you don't like it, don't show up or right. something like
2: that. No, he that. said or something we'll, like. Oh, we'll move the team. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, if you understood said. the economics of baseball, you'd understand it's like makes no sense to even be in Cincinnati. He
4: said, be careful what you wish for because right. the uh, the option yeah. there is to move it.
0: Mm-hmm. Not the smartest way to handle it, I thought, but okay.
4: Right. So, yeah. in at least three cases over the weekend, the Reds gave fans a choice drop your signage or leave the stadium. So, they were not allowing any Reds team slander whatsoever but then today the team stood down and management is now instructing staff that fan messaging quote even if it expresses displeasure is okay so i want to know do you guys think that fans or teams should be able to censor fans negative signage from games swipe as, left long, as, or swipe as right. long as
0: i'm sorry as uh, uh swipe um do i think they should not be able to or they should be do you able think
4: to? that they should be able to
0: Oh no! So swipe left. So, um, the only exception to that is obviously if something is like lewd and crude, right, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like has. I mean, we know what the acceptable language is and what isn't, right? Like, I think that you know everyone knows what that is. Um, so as long as it's not like, you know, some crazy incendiary stuff.
4: So if just right? a good old sell the team sign.
0: Right, it's if it's cool just the, right, if it's just that, then yeah, you, know, you know, deal with it. Like, don't be, um, don't take your cues from uh, Jim Dolan in New York. You know what I mean? You think and, like,
2: anybody start... was watching? You think anybody in Cincinnati was like, so, um, sir, what's this guy's name? The owner of the team? What's his name? Castellini. Uh, Castellini. Ca- so, Mr. Castellini, here's the thing, though, sir. Um, we're averaging like I don't know, 12,000 people per game. If you tell them that they can't bring their signs, now we're down to like seven, eight thousand people. Like, yeah. let's just let them bring their signs, or perhaps maybe Castellini was inspired by Elon Musk, who has said countless times this week, even my detractors will have free speech on Twitter. And That's a whole other story for another time of the day. But, I mean, let the detractors have their voices. I mean, I'm, the Cincinnati Reds are playing right now. There's, like, nobody there.
4: Well, I mean, people are finally fed up with ownership. And as a Cleveland Indians fan, Guardians fan, I get it. You know, I, I did notice, or it made me think of in WWE, they do the same thing. Like, Vince McMahon, you know, has a mandate. If people have signs that are ripping anything or even if it's a joke that they don't want made, even though it has no, like, lewd context to it whatsoever, they'll come and take them or they'll kick you out.
2: Yeah, but in the WWE, they don't have a problem with fans. You know, in other words, they got sold-out arenas.
0: Yeah, that's true. Good point. I
2: mean, these guys, there ain't nobody there, man. Yeah,
0: that guy has been a complete disaster, like, these last couple of weeks. Holy moly, man.
2: I mean, my goodness, it looks like an Oakland A's game. There's so few people there.
0: They probably wore it at, at Oakland and, games. And the Reds are like, you know, a historic franchise.
2: True. Historically speaking, they've been good at times. Right. They're terrible. No, but, it,
0: but my point is, you've botched that, is what I'm saying. You've botched the goodwill of a historic franchise.
2: I mean, there's literally nobody at this game.
4: Yeah. Reminds me of a football team that used to be historic. But anyway, I digress. You mean the Chargers? No. Where there's
2: nobody at their games?
4: No.
0: Oh. All right, what's anyway, next? So
4: a teenid, teenage magnet fisher pulled a safe full of cash from a river, and then he gave it back to its owner. The 15-year-old and his dad reeled in an old safe, and it was they were left stunned when they found nearly $2,000 cash inside of it. The safe also contained bank cards, which expired in 2004, giving the teen enough info to track down the rightful owner. Apparently, it had been stolen from a businessman back in 2000 during a burglary at his office. If you were in this kid's shoes and you reeled in a safe with a bunch of money in it, would you track down the owner and return the money? Swipe left or swipe right cap?
2: I'm going to swipe left and say no. Nah. <laughs> nah. Appreciate your honesty. Yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is this. For, first of all, I've never heard of magnet fishing. So I, me neither. Is, it's like a new craze. New yeah, yeah, it's a new thing, I, I guess. I, I didn't know that, that this was a thing. Like, You actually dip a magnet into a body of water hoping yep. to land something metallic yep i
4: never heard of super of like strong heavy magnets and people use it wow. to get like scrap metals and stuff that you can get money for
0: or wow yeah is I that don't... kind of the same people that used to go surf comb the beach and like yeah. you know used to have the metal detector? Yep. not used
2: new? to those people still exist george i was they thinking do? more about people that jump into lakes at golf courses in scuba gear and then throw out all the golf balls so that they can have thousands of golf balls they don't return those golf balls to the golfers who put them in the water I would say this: if I were if I were magnet fishing and I pull up a safe, guess what? I caught that safe. That's my money. And by the way, bank cards from two thousand four. There's got to be a statute of limitations. I mean, come on, two thousand four.
0: Well, I don't think that well, there no, was but a... that's how he was able to track yeah. him down. Because right, he was able but I'm to get his, the guy's name. Yeah. Right, but
2: I'm looking at it. I'm going, hey, these are from two thousand four. I'm not doing anything with this. This Wait, guy's long forgotten it doesn't, it doesn't about this 2000 It doesn't
0: matter when it's from.
4: I think if you got the guy's name, it's a question of whether or not you're going to Google him or look him up and I mean, see no. if do he's still around. Do
2: you need two grand? My answer is no.
0: Do you need two grand? Yeah, I do. You need two grand? That's right. I mean, okay.
2: That's right. Got three kids in I college. I mean, I
0: if it was like 200 grand. Maybe it's like, wow, that's, that's, you know, even 20 grand. That's life changing. You know, and some, you know two grand, yeah, but, that, yeah, but, that'll help you pay some bills. But I, it's yeah, but not like, I mean, dude, it it's sure. a, it's a, that's a lot of
2: work to find this person.
0: But if you've got the guy's name right in front of you. Yeah, that's I mean, all you have to do is Google it. Right. Like, it's not that hard. All it's right, not so like George... it was just... Like, I could understand you keeping if it's just the cash in there. Like, if there's nothing that... that a bunch of ca- expired cards had the guy's name on it. To Lindsay's point, you just do a... I mean, we know you have struggles with Google sometimes. But, like, you know, you just do a quick Google search. You could probably find the person. Maybe what I
2: would do is I'd say to the guy, Hey, man, I found this safe and there were some cards in there. And then if he says, Well, there's also some cash in there... <laughs> Go, oh, I don't know about that because when I pulled up the <laughs> safe, there wasn't any cash in there.
4: For what it's worth, the kid was with his dad, so I'm sure that it's something to do with it, right? Right.
0: Well, Scott clearly would have told his son, "Keep it quiet, kid. We're yeah. keeping the <laughs> Keep cash. It. Hey, Put, it pocket, it you, yeah. Put it in your pocket, kid. Yeah.
2: Put in your pocket, pal. <laughs> That's for gas money."
0: So, Sedano, I'm assuming that
4: you're going to take the other side here, right?
0: Yeah, I, I would. It's fine. If there's stuff in there that literally tells me identifies the person, yeah. I'll say, hey, man, we found your thing. The karma isn't worth it.
2: Well, I will tell you this. The one thing that might have me return the money, or at least try, is the story. Like, explain this to me. How did your safe get into the bottom of the lake? Have you ever found a wallet?
0: I have. And given it back to the person? I have. Okay.
2: Matter of fact, I was at a game in San Francisco, an NFL game, and I found this girl's um, driver's license on the ground. And I was like, oh, this poor girl. She may, because she was from like Dana Point. She was from Orange County. And I was like, this girl is not going to be able to fly home tomorrow because she doesn't have a driver's it, license. It's
4: just the driver's license cap. There's no money with it.
2: I understand. Well, that's why I'm saying that's why I was a nice right, enough guy to find her and like return a wallet it.
0: wallet with money in it.
2: Oh, no, I haven't done that lately.
0: Oh. Lately. Okay. Right. Mm hmm. Okay. okay.
2: So at Next. least, Lin- so Lindsay and I are not returning the money.
1: I wouldn't. Okay.
0: That's fine. Laura,
1: would you return the money? Yeah, if there was the information, yeah. If not, it's finders keepers.
2: Come on, girl. You just got a new apartment. You need that money. Come on.
1: Look, <laughs> I do need that money, but I'm with Sedano. The bad karma is not worth it, bro. It's bro. not bad karma. Damn. I don't it's, think it's, it's bad, bad karma. karma.
4: I think you would get good karma for returning it, but right. I don't think it's necessarily bad karma because well, even though you'd, all you'd have to do is Google the guy's name to see where he lives and like track him down and all that, I feel like it's not... Because it's stolen. Like, the guy thinks it's gone. He kissed that money goodbye years ago, right?
1: No, yeah. because but, you have that info. Like, if you didn't have that info, right. it's like, yo, there's your good karma yeah, for That's whatever. where the karma
0: comes yeah. from. Is if you if, Like, if it was just the safe with cash in it, they'd be like, yeah, man, what are you going to do? I came up. Un- unmarked bills, all right, or marked in this well, case, I guess.
4: the lesson to the audience here is always put something identifying inside of your safes in case yes. they ever end up in a river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Good advice. <laughs> yeah. All right, so last one here. Disneyland Paris is going to launch an all-in-one Disney Premier Access Ultimate option this summer, and it's going to allow guests to pay extra to experience every attraction with a shortened wait. Wow. So the Premier Access Ultimate Pass, whatever it is, is going to allow guests to pay a one-off fee of $50 for the Fast Pass option for each of the park's 12 attractions. This, of course, is in addition to an already purchased theme park ticket, which runs you $150-ish. Are you someone who would pay the extra 50 bucks for the Fast Pass option? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh,
0: swipe right, because time is worth money to me. Uh, I, listen, I got a fast track, okay, on the 110. So I, you know, I got if I gotta zoom past from USC all the way to wherever it leaves me, dumps me off at the 91 heading south, so be it, and vice versa the same way, so be it. So I pay that stuff every day. So if if I was at a theme park, which I am not a huge theme park person, I don't go all the time. Then I would pay the extra money for the fast pass as well. Tell you
2: what I would do. I'd take that two thousand dollars I found in the safe <laughs> and I
0: fast passes for everybody.
2: And I'd pay for my whole family. Which by the way, this whole fast pass idea, they do that at Disneyland here.
4: <laughs> Listen, i plus, yes. Let me tell you something. As someone who just went to Disney World and they have this you know, you, you so they get you with like the the fast pass for the regular rides, right? And you can get like two of them at a time. And then on top of that, there's also the newer rides, the premier rides, where you can also pay another $20 for the Fast Passes for those. So if you're there for five days like we were, and you got four people, it ends up costing you a lot of money. And on top of that, you have to wake up at the crack of dawn to try and make sure that you get a reservation when you have said Fast Pass. So it's like a whole gamut they've got going on there. It's a uh, lot.
0: This is the reason I don't go to a lot of Yeah,
4: it's a lot. Like it's yeah. a lot, for sure. But it's worth it. To me, it was totally worth the money. Oh, you bought it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I nice. bought it every day. Yeah. Wow. There Four people every day, twice a day. Yep, it was, it was rough. Wow, for the money, family
2: man. must be like, our girl Lindsay moved to Los Angeles where there's freaks and drug dealers, but she's making so much money she was able to take us all to Disney World. Wow, that's great, Lindsay.
4: Well, I mean, I did get in the park every day for free with my discount, my cast oh. member discount. There you go. Yeah. And, you know, my nephew, now he's spoiled. He doesn't he doesn't know what it's like, the pain of waiting in line for a ride. Oh, you yeah.
0: Know? yeah. Right, and as a kid, I definitely remember that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. After effect, I was like, oh, man, he had to wait for one ride when it was all said and done, kind of and he was complaining. You, yeah,
2: exactly. It's like my son, spoiled, rotten little brat. Dad, why are we at this game, and why are we not on the field? Because I'm not working this game, and so we're sitting in the stands like other people? We should be on the field. I'm like, well, we're not. That's what happens when you put your kid on the field when he's a little kid, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's spoiled.
0: Spoiled. All right, that is Radio Tinder each and every day at 530. Uh, coming up next... Let's talk Dodgers because there's definitely a lot of good things to talk about the Dodgers. Although there was one thing in that awesome Walker Buehler performance yesterday that stood out that made me laugh out loud when I saw it. We'll get to that coming up in two minutes.
5: Oh, right, Now we could do it. It is a live imaging Tuesday on Sedano and Cap. You there, Cap? It's also an all-disco Tuesday because that's Cap's favorite. And on this day, back in 1977, Studio 54 opened in New York City, Cap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah at 254th West 54th Street. Get it? Studio I do. Yep, Did you ever not. see the movie, Sedano? Sedano. Uh, yes, once. This song was the theme song, 54. Remember, Nev Campbell and that, uh, what's that guy, Ryan Filippi? What was that guy's name? Ryan Filippi. Filippi. Oh, yeah, uh, Ryan Filippi, sorry. He's Ryan Filippi. He's hot. Is he hot? No, he was hot mm-hmm, in that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he got all twisted, you know? The Don't scene get it twisted. On. It happens. It does happen. It would have happened to Cap and I if we were at Studio. We would have never made it out of the seventies. No, man.
2: It would have been me and you, like hanging out with all the ball players. You know, they would have come to our table. We would have had table service, drinks, you know, and like firecrackers with with like waitresses. Yeah,
5: Yeah. you had a lot of pixie dust. A lot of pixie dust, especially upstairs with the couches,
2: the VIP room.
5: I don't know if it was VIP. I think whatever happened just went up there. Yeah, Yeah, I
4: think that was like pre-VIP room.
5: Yeah. Keep going.
4: <laughs> How much more material <laughs> do, do
2: you think I got? Speaking of hot
5: guys, it's also Channing Tatum's birthday. He's hot. Oh, he is hot. Oh, How old is gorgeous. he? 41. Really? That's it? Mm. That's the one that did the dance, right? With he was the in poem? Magic
4: Mike. Oh, oh yeah. right. He was Yeah, a he lot was like my dream man of all the dream mans, for sure.
0: <laughs> He's a good-looking dude. He's a hunky dude. He for sure, sure is. He had he a really, really
4: pretty wife too. I mean, they're not together anymore, but their kids are going to be like supermodels.
2: And what was the name of that movie he did with Jonah Hill and Ice Cube? Uh, um... Twenty One Jump Street. Yes, God, that's a good movie. That's a funny movie. What?
0: That's a good movie. Yeah, I don't know about a good movie. Yeah, it's funny, movie it was, yeah, it's funny movies. It's all right. It's funny. What are, you, what are you guys, movie critics? You're like, oh,
1: God, that's a good movie. Like, it is it's a good movie.
0: I mean, yeah, you made it sound like gone it was like The Godfather.
2: The or oh, really? Gone like, yeah. with the Wind is really good? I don't gone know. with the Wind? That's yeah, what,
1: that's, well. what, that's like, such a boring movie. I go gone with league. the Wind? Yeah. I've yeah, never I seen mean, it. it. No, mean, I'd rather see. It's rather classic, but
0: you did make it seem like it was like Star Wars or The Godfather or something.
2: It's better than Star Wars. Come on. 21 Jump Street? Star Wars is terrible. have
4: seen Star Wars, Cap.
2: Sure I have. Sure I have. Not only have I seen it, Lindsay, but I saw it. When I could see it in movie theater back in the oh, old is that school, like a badge of honor. That's right.
0: Well, I mean, I mean you you know, s- they came out a m- bunch of times with those. I was going
4: to say stuff. I saw it in movie theater. One of yeah. its million
5: no, no. re
2: releases. No, no, original, original Star Wars. Terrible movie.
5: Okay. Also, if we were around in the studio, Fifty Four Days, Cap would definitely be the guy going to the theaters. The the theaters on the Deuce. You know what I mean? Those theaters. <laughs> you know that right? Those right theaters. That. <laughs> Putting the coins in the machine. Oh
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Hey, uh, me. Not, proud, right. of hey, not Cap, proud of it. Not proud of it. I just
5: want to take a peek. <laughs> yeah i just want to know what's
4: going on rachel would not be having that oh no no, no no no
0: all right sedano and cap continues now thank you mm. so walker bueller what an incredible performance huh Yesterday. Yeah. Uh,
4: isn't I mean, it hard
2: to believe though that walker bueller that's his first complete game um and and i want to make sure i'm getting this right because when i read that i was like wait what yeah um is it his first complete shutout or was it his first complete game Um I gotta I gotta make sure I'm getting this right. First
4: complete game shutout.
2: Okay. Because because I was really surprised when I read that. But I will say this that there's a moment in this game yesterday, Dodgers won 4 0 against Arizona and they'll play again in less than an hour against Arizona. But here's the thing. Um when Bueller tells Dave Roberts Mm -hmm. I'm not coming out of this game, Mm -hmm. doesn't that answer the question that everybody had the first week of the season with Clayton Kershaw? You know, for all the debate and all the argument about whose decision it was and, you know, all the baseball players coming out and saying you never take a guy out who's pitching a perfect game. Right. If Walker Bueller can say to Dave Roberts, uh, hey, Doc, I am not coming out of this game, then certainly Clayton Kershaw could have said the exact same thing. Correct, yes. And and doesn't that now tell you yes. what we all kind of knew anyway, which was Kershaw was fine right. with it? but
0: it's what I've told you. People don't like Dave Roberts for some reason. So for whatever reason it is, they don't like him and they want to blame him. And then there's the natural inclination that people are generally, particularly in baseball, going to blame the manager because baseball is one of those sports that everyone that watches feels like they could do a better job than the manager. It's one of the, cause you don't get very much of that when it's like a football game because football is super complex. Even basketball is so complex, not as complex maybe as football because there's not as many players involved, but, Like, even most people, like, they may think they know basketball, but they don't know all the different coverages on defense uh, and all the different sets on offense. Like, they don't know that stuff. But baseball, because we all kind of grew up with it, it's a lot more of a simplistic game. The strategy isn't that intricate. It's not like chess. It's basically checkers in a lot of ways, you know, more so than basketball or football, for sure. Um, So I think everyone always just assumes, I know more than the manager. And it's, like, really dumb because you don't.
2: It's funny you say that because I actually feel the opposite way. I always feel like, um, okay, look, I know I had this very, very distinguished managerial career in Little League. I mean, I realize that, you know, people look to me now and they're like, hey, um, the way you coach that Little League team, you must really know a lot of baseball. Um, uh, but the fact of the matter is, when I see managers making moves that everybody questions, I'm like, really? Like, like you, you know more than them? Cause I actually don't think I know more than them especially when it comes to baseball now in football George I actually do feel like I'm I have a qualified opinion to criticize a coach but in baseball for all the criticism that managers get about you know different different moves that are made when to bunt when to bring in a lefty versus a righty when to do a double switch all these kinds of things I'm like yeah I I, I didn't do that in Little League
0: yeah but but, I, but I did
2: have a distinguished career as a little league manager just to but be clear you,
0: baseball is less complicated than football you played football.
2: Well, yeah I mean i I kind of was around the game. I don't know if I called call it playing I mean, I was kicking a football, but
0: right, know. but you were around people who actually played the actual game and that's, that's right. complicated, yeah, that's right, but you yeah. also
4: said, Cap though, that you think you said well, I think i am I can make a qualified or I'm qualified to have an opinion i don't and then you you said you know the baseball thing, I don't think you necessarily need to have played i mean you don't you don't need to have played to have a qualified opinion no
2: not at all i'm saying what I'm saying is, is that when it comes to football. I could look at, at, a, at a game, and I can pick apart what I think is where a coach may have screwed up. Whereas in baseball, um, I hear people complain all the time about managerial moves, and I'm, like, oh, I'm always thinking to myself, so you actually think you know more than the manager? You actually think you can do it better than he can? See, in football, I actually do think there are times where I'm like, what is this guy doing? You don't kick a field goal from the three-yard line when you're on the road in a playoff game. You don't do that. Like, that to me is where you, like, actually criticize a coach's decision. But I think, George, you're right. Most people do think that they know more about baseball than the manager does. Yeah. And why so many Dodger fans don't have a love affair with Dave Roberts, I don't exactly understand it.
0: I mean, he's as steady as a person as there is, like, in general, manages those egos so well. And he's fine as a tactician. Like, there's not that many ways to make it work in baseball it's not there's not it's not like an offense in football where the west coast offense has like ninety-seven thousand concepts you know what i mean to like uh, and has like a route tree off every you know every single concept you know like in basketball there's like there's not nowhere near as many sets in as there is in football but there's still way more um strategy involved than there is with baseball like it's just mind-boggling to me that everyone just like thinks because it's more simplistic that they can do the job better and it's yeah. silly because it's not the case the, a lot of baseball is become a combination of math running wild and and I understand people's uh, pushback on that but also even when he manages on gut people get upset too so I don't even know if he can ever win is my point
2: I liked what Walker Bueller said though you know he, he leaves the game and you know and the game's over and he, he has a you know complete game shutout and he said and this is the quote the guys I grew up watching, they did that. That's what it meant to be good. I love to hear kind of an old-school mentality from yeah. a, from a in the new school of baseball, to your point about how much math is involved. Because yeah. back in the old days, you know, a starter, the goal was go the whole way.
0: Right. Well, listen, we can continue this discussion on the other side because there is the one thing that he did during the game, Walker Buehler, that made me howl with laughter. We'll get to that next.